arts not something like like a different language or something that needs to be learned to be understood because at the end of the day the point of art is to evoke something within you welcome to curio revelio a collection of conversations where we deep dive into the journeys of some unique individuals who have taken the road less traveled we look at their motivations and key moments in their life that defined who they are today in the hope that their journey will inspire and guide others to explore their own curiosity and find their passion today we talk to akshay jose a graphic artist come corporate lawyer whose work recently caught a lot of eyeballs besides his work we found his journey to be equally interesting we talk about how he manages a full time job in corporate law and his full hearted passion of creating stirring images let's get started so welcome to the show jos thank you so tell us how did art come into your life where did it all begin for you i think if i'm to chart a journey for this it probably begins like at the age of 5 when um, i was sat down by my granddad uh, one uh, random afternoon and he told me that he can teach me how to draw uh, gandhi ji with like three strokes of a pen and i was obviously a 5 year old kid and i was quite fascinated and he showed me some squiggly lines which kind of made you know the gandhi figure that you see on the note as note and such so i was very fascinated by that and i think that's that is probably my earliest memory of something that um, got me hooked on to my passion and uh, yes yeah, so pretty much ever since then i would uh, spend like it, it was um, like to a 5 year old kid especially at that time it was kind of amazing to me that i could just take a pen or a pencil and like a paper and i could just create something new that literally didn't exist before right so um that's kind of where my journey starts and uh, since that since that age i've pretty much been spending all the time aside from studies or whatever with a sketchbook in hand and just drawing whatever came to mind um i mean obviously this began with whatever like fan art and things that i would see like characters that i'd like things that i'd see around me and stuff but i think it's around um, it's around the time that i was just graduating from school and entering college that i realized um like that this is kind of my primary mode of communication with the world like i'm way more comfortable with um the lines that i draw than any words that that i can speak or write down so i kind of like it it was it was just way more comfortable for me to communicate to someone the mood that i was in or a certain thought or an idea that i had in that form rather than in any other language i can think of so i kind of um went on a <clears throat> went uh, in a like off a deep end i'd say in, in college uh, kind of uh, spending all my time for the first couple of years just sketching and doing pretty much nothing else just seeing what all new things what all new images i can create like what and what reactions i can get out of other people by doing so what began as kind of like just an appreciation of the other kind of art that i'd see around me kind of grew into a fascination with um, what kind of reactions i can get out of people with my art so that's quite an interesting point you make that rather than the art itself it was the reaction your art invoked that excited you so can we go deeper into the reaction part yeah so i mean <clears throat> i don't i don't know if i can exactly um, define it essentially but i but let's it all comes back to the same point of introducing something new into the world right because that's that's essentially the way i look at the my my passion and what i do like 
if i was to say what my like end goal or aim with respect to my work was it would be to create something which uh invokes a either a new emotion or makes people think of something in an entirely new new and different way which they didn't think before like essentially uh if you i mean if you, uh, to draw an, uh, an uh, like a parallel to like the movie inception it's probably like that right like it's in the sense of ma- like to incept a new idea into a person's mind without having to explain it to them or like you know take them through that route and argue for that idea is something that like I, I, that that still surprises that you that we we all can just do by just putting lines on paper and uh, yeah so just is essentially transforming people's per- <clears throat> perspectives of the world or like to make them think of something new to introduce a new thought that's just something that's like that feel that makes that makes me feel like i'm actually doing something in the world rather than any other thing that i can do got it do you do you remember the first time that you got such a reaction and uh, it made you feel this way yeah so it was it was something that was kind of commenting on like college or like our university would uh, treat people and like or um, three people in 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 a certain way and like you know the obvious patriarchy and other gender constructs that would come in from like a traditional administrative structure like that so i don't know like i i kind of drew something very surreal i don't even understand i don't even understand how people what people like really took away from it but i remember that like i was sitting in class and sketching it and the person next to me was like what is that and you know it, it, it got passed around and people it, it it really got a conversation going about what was happening around them and what is happening in the way we behave with each other and interact with each other like that was kind of like an eye opening moment for me i'd say god god so what i take from that is that you were just drawing and expressing what you were thinking right and what was going through your mind but i think the part that attracted you towards doing more of such stuff was exactly the reaction it Uh, elicited from others right and the conversation it started among your peers in your classroom you yeah, know so the the thing that was on my mind in the sense was like yeah like uh, what i was trying to do was comment on certain things but i didn't like i i can never know when i put something down on a paper whether pe- uh, people will see it the same way that i thought of or people will get the idea that i was trying to communicate but this really got through <clears throat> to the other side which was what really you know um surprised me and also really you know validated the work that i was doing so that's kind of do, do you still uh, struggle with that or now are you more comfortable with understanding what will uh, get a reaction from me that's again a kind of a um, like an interesting question to answer because my approach towards how people t- what people take away from my work has also changed over the years because uh, in the beginning <clears throat> it used to be me trying to communicate something and me trying to get that across as effectively as possible but over time and over different works i've also started to notice that people um i mean it's it's just like with films or any other media that you see right people take away from the work of art something like whatever they every person has their own kind of individual take away from it and uh, at certain times i've i've actually been surprised by my own audience who kind of reads into things and you know take something away which i might not have envisaged but is totally driving or adding to adding to the point that i was making so i kind of like to operate on a line where i need i need to make sure that the the you know the <clears throat> the general aesthetic of the, of the piece does reflect the kind of thing that i'm going for but i leave interpretation kind of loose and open to people to take away what they want from it and uh, that's kind of why i never like to um, 
you know, put descriptions from my work, for example, because I, time in illustration, I've mostly been, it's, it's mostly been a one-way sort of street of communication where I put something on paper where I'm trying to communicate with other people and then they take the conversation forward with others. But I, but here when I'm leaving something open and kind of loose to interpretation, I feel like it's more of a dialogue that's happening between the artist and the audience where the audience can also read something which the artist may not even have thought of thought that of, work yeah. and, you know, and then you can talk with, and then I can talk with that. And so I also take something away from that experience, which I think is a way more fruitful way to go about it right now. That's, that's quite interesting. So do you take the kind of a feedback or you collect people's thoughts on your uh, illustrations? Whenever I can, I do. Uh, so, I mean, um, the I, I usually do share, uh, like, at least the most personal kind of works that I do, I do share with some of my closest friends. I'd really like to hear from them what they think and kind of get a conversation going on that. Uh, but generally, when I put it out there in the internet uh, uh, or uh, like pretty much anywhere as well, I, 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 I'd like to ask whenever people ask me, okay, what does this mean? Because I've something I find often like a lot of people do with art, especially art that is not just realistic or just trying to depict something that is on the face of it, is that people seem to ask, okay, I'm, I might be like, I, I don't know if I'm getting this right or I, I don't know how to understand or interpret it. So the question I ask them is just, just tell me what immediately comes to your mind when you look at it. Just because art's not something like like a different language or something that needs to be learned to be understood because at the end of the day the point of art is to evoke something within you and if you look at something you, it is supposed to entice a reaction or an emotion or it, it might just be a simple emotion like happiness or sadness or something like that but that is what you're getting through from it and when and i encourage people to just tell me it might sound stupid or silly but just tell me exactly what comes to your mind what mood comes to your mind when you look at the work and from there we can take forward a conversation rather than me just telling you okay this is what this means this is what this means so this is what the piece means just to you know switch gears and move to the other side of your life right so you are a lawyer yeah yeah right so just tell me about it how did that come into being what were your motivations were you like everyone else in India, your parents just gave you five options and you picked one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it is kind of, I mean, the journey does kind of start from there because uh, my parents, like most <laughs> classic Indian parents, gave me two options, not even five, just, uh, it was just engineering or medicine, essentially. Oh. I mean, the most popular <laughs> ones, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I was, I mean, I kind of like hated, uh, I, I hated all the sciences except maths and biology. Basically, I hated physics and chemistry completely okay. so okay. I just like uh, I said yeah this is not for me like I can't do uh, like an engineering or medicine thing because I feel like you know that I, I just feel so bored by, by doing it so um, and at that, at that time back in school obviously I was in a like we were all living in our own bubbles in a sense so I was not really uh, like I didn't really know that you could have like pursue art or things like things that gave me joy as a career because that sounds insane right <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so at that point, I was just uh, searching for alternative options to these two classics. Uh, and um, I mean, in school, I did, I was actually involved in a lot, a lot of um, like debates and, you know, vocal competitions like that. So I did like speaking. I mean, although I, my preferred mode of communication is art, I do prefer like argument, argumentation and things like that. So I thought the career that, that seemed closest in that line would be law. So that's kind of why I took it up. I also uh, did feel like, especially having lived 18 years of my life in one small town, in one town in India, like I felt 
like i was literally living in a bubble like i didn't know a lot of things about how the world worked and how society like laws and essentially i felt like pursuing love nothing else would also give me a better world view of like different perspectives and like how how laws can really affect people which i think it has so i'm really thankful for that part of education but at this point i'm not sure if i want to pursue that full time that's all <laughs> no no i think I completely understand you and uh, empathize yeah. also with you <laughs> a lot of us are <laughs> um yeah so yeah. now looking at going back and you know we kind of understand where illustration started with art started right and what drives yeah. you to keep innovating keep trying out different things uh do art and your uh, law background do they merge somewhere is there an amalgamation of both coming out in your work oh i i i mean absolutely i think because um, i i i pretty much um, like i said like uh, it, it till i enter college most of my work did revolve around just you know appreciation of other other modes like just drawing things that looked nice like aesthetically nice or whatever and or even when i did venture into like the surreal or anything conceptual it was mostly like oh this looks trippy so whatever like let's do it and um, yeah but i was living in a bubble and like didn't really see the different kinds of lives people were leading around me so i think law school really definitely did open my eyes to that to seeing the different kinds of experiences of people living in the same society or like the different ways that j- different identities would interact with the law or the people around them and how the, the lives can be so different just based on that so i mean so just studying things like sociology uh, political science and gender and law uh, even constitution law things like that you know really got me to kind of think from the think from the viewpoints of other people who might have different lived experiences from mine so uh, i think that's definitely elevated my art if nothing else because uh, at the end of the day if i'm just speaking from my own experiences there is a limit to what i can do and um, i feel part of i mean part of my aim other than just trying to invoke reaction or to introduce new thoughts is also to kind of expose people or open other people's eyes to what the people around them are going through or like the things that they that might seem inconsequential to them how it might be the world to someone else got it do you do you remember or uh, do you have something some example to share where you know you really thought that this is something i'm working on on the law side right this is something you're studying in college and you really yeah. thought needs to go or i should do this in my illustrations uh the the subject that's possibly most influence me is gender and law in college the, the how people operate within that within the immense spectrum that gender is and how the different identities within that interact with the law in different ways and how rights um uh, i mean arguing and demanding for rights can be such a painful thing especially uh like today i mean uh, things like 377 and the transgender right rights bill and things like that just being introduced right now and you know the way people are just demanding to have basic rights that the rest of us feel like kind of take for granted that's those are the kind of things that i really felt like i need to put into illustrations because um i i feel like if if i am acting from this point of privilege i need to use that platform to kind of give voice to the people who don't have them that's true that's true and that's an interesting point uh, you picked up you know just wanted to pick on the privilege part right um Yeah. So what I'm hearing and what when I'm interacting with a lot of people, right? They everybody kind of indicates that you know the privilege part plays a role in allowing them to do what they really want to do. 
definitely some people have a good background good, good financial backing a lot people have very supportive parents right which is a very key factor yeah uh, do you have the same views do you think uh, that's true how to what extent no i think privilege is definitely a, like the biggest factor that can come into play when you are talking about pursuing your passions because for especially in a country like india where uh, more than 50% of the population can't even begin to think about passions because they need to you know run for, run here and there just to make ends meet for that for, for themselves and their family so it's a very important conversation to be had that way and i definitely do acknowledge my own privilege especially financially because i've never really had to you know even the job even the job that i'm doing right now is kind of like a safety net for me more than like something i need to do for on a day to day basis so uh, that's kind of why i'm also able to um spend more time with my passion kind of focus on that and uh spend my days doing that because i don't need to spend the rest like any time that i'm not in office doing anything else that needs to be done because i have the money and uh, the kind of class privilege that helps me that allows me to have that free time so that free time itself the concept of free time itself is a big privilege right but um, so yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely operating from that point of privilege but in terms of parental support and stuff i don't think i'm privileged at all because that's something <laughs> i'm still kind of at in headlocks with my parents pretty much every other day the very classic uh, indian parent kind of uh, <clears throat> mindset that they are operating from where um, you know like things like art or anything that doesn't seem like a professional career which is essentially engineering medicine and now they've kind of accepted law <laughs> as such <laughs> uh, and, and anything else is only like a hobby and cannot be a career because like then you are not a serious person or a person who won't will be taken seriously or you know uh things like status and um, job stability and security and all those things come into play for them as the primary as their primary goals or their primary aims for me essentially so uh, you know art kind of throws a wrench into the middle of all of that <laughs> because it is so unstable in terms of um, security financial stability all of those things even like i, I guess even even like just respect to whatever are being seen as <clears throat> seen as doing something serious in like most circles so that's something that they've very vocally been unsupportive of uh, but that's i mean that's just we just dealt the cards that we have i guess and we need to deal with what we need to do but at the end of the day we need to prioritize ourselves that's what's most important that's true that's true that's true it was interesting i was reading yeah. somewhere that parents always pick the least risky option for their kids they do not assess it on uh, completely the child will find it exciting or will you know will it give them extreme pleasure they just want the least risky option yeah i think it really made sense right when you look at uh, all the recommendations your parents make uh, all the career choices they give you right they are yeah more or less sure shot that if you become an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor your worst case option will be above above average was exactly. right right so i think that really got me thinking that it's not kind of a parents fault that they like this it's kind of a default mechanism or default setting of a parent you know create the most the safest environment for the child no definitely i agree because uh, i mean it's it's understandable also for it well arjik sen i also feel um, especially um, pair parents in this generation uh, especially in india uh, and especially in middle class families you know like they kind of grew up having to 
you know take on the responsibilities and burdens of the family having to find a job and make a livelihood and that was the only point of them pursuing a career just to make a make a living and like make sure that their family was safe and secure now jos if you just look back you know over your life and the decisions that you've taken right um yeah do you think uh, something you, that you would have done differently what you've done over till now like differently that you think would have helped you in where you are right now and where you want to go uh, ahead uh yeah i mean there's def- i mean if i look back on uh, things that could have gone different ways i would there would be a lot but i think in college uh, uh, something i would, like something i've actually reflected on a lot um mm-hmm. in recent times especially is whether like now that i've realized that what i do want to do with my life is art like whether i would consider like having gone to law school kind of like a waste of time or like a wrong decision but i've come to the decision i've come to the realization that that's not true at all because i feel like my education that way has informed me quite a bit especially in my in my work of passion in my art as well as well and has brought a lot of elements and perspectives which wouldn't have been there before that but if i was to say something i would have changed i think um, i mean you are when you are in a, like a professional college like a law school or whatever and like you have all you're com- like you're essentially in a group of like 100 120 people who are all kind of competing for careers within law and like you're all competing for those jo- for the job and for the you know for starting off on, on the right foot and i did i do think i spent more time than i would have wanted in retrospect now uh, kind of chasing after such security or like chasing after the things that law school and the people around me told that these are the things that you need to chase for your in law school you need to chase for those interviews you need to do all those internships and spend like you know work your way towards starting your career on the right foot so i i kind of say that that's something i do regret having spent having looked back looking back right now uh, i don't think all that time and effort was worth it because mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't see myself sticking in this exact stream uh, so i would have preferred kind of just sitting just taking time out to talk with more people kind of concentrate and focus on picking up more skills in my field like that is art yeah so that's that's kind of one regret i have i'd say got it got it and let's say you know the 18 year old joe's came up to you and asked that you know i want to pursue illustration and art and not do yeah. law right <laughs> yeah or i don't know what to do and my parents are telling me to do this uh, yeah doing that where you are right now and the role your college and your education has played right what would you advise yeah. yourself or you know any 18 year old that comes up to you and asks that how do i you know follow my passion or take my passion to the next level so <clears throat> i mean uh, if you especially if your passion is something within the creative fields like um art or, or whatever like that like i'd say it's not really essential to uh, to start off with like an education in illustration or art because again i've speak uh, after after college and stuff i've spoken and interacted with a lot of people who come from those backgrounds you know who went to institutions like national institute of design or nnft or srishti school of design and all these places right after school and the kind of feeling i'm getting is like it's uh, it, it is definitely helpful in advancing your skills and everything to a large extent but it it need not be your primary like education that you're that you're coming from because um like i i i i just genuinely feel like there's there's a lot that i've imbibed from having gone to law school so 
if i were to meet myself at at 18 years old i'd say if you if you do want to go to like a design school illustration school go for it like i'm like you should definitely do that but i do think at some point you also need to branch out a little bit and learn a bit of the world, bit about the world you know like um just about how <clears throat> people work and how society works and how society works on people so i i'd say like if you if 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 that 18 year old version of myself is thinking law school i'd say yeah do go for law school but while you are at law school try to make time to maybe learn skills online and do online diplomas or courses in illustration and art i think that would have been a way more effective use of time got it got it makes sense makes sense. um so one more thing uh, is that when we talk to people and they say that you know uh, they know what their passion is but they're not able to follow it with their full time job right but you are doing yeah. that you are you are able to continue with that and take it to a higher level what would be your advice be to them like what do they focus on uh, let's say a person has one hour or two hours in a week outside the normal work hours right? yeah how should they approach their work right uh, did you approach it from a point of view of that you know i have to come to a level where these many people appreciate my uh, work or this i start making some money through some side projects uh, did you have any goal in mind or did you just you know went through with working on yeah, what so, you uh, some yeah so something I, i thought i was very afraid of and apprehensive right before joining my job and stuff is that um, you know once work started uh, i'd pretty much be consumed by it and like there'd be literally no time for me to think about art or spend time on it but i mean th- this experience might be different for other people but coming from a from a field where like time is pretty much very very restricted like working as a lawyer i mean uh, i'd say realistically on any working day i spend about at can average up to like 14 16 hours so uh coming from a place where such a time consuming career is what is there there for me i'd say like you know at the end of the day you like no person is meant to like or not meant to but like is, is our days are not geared towards having two different jobs and having everything else outside of it right it's not really practically possible so you need so if you are taking that risk Uh, risk as in you uh, you do want that safety net of a day job and like a steady source of income which i also do completely understand and i'm following right now uh, you do need to make you do you do need to cut corners elsewhere if you need to make time for your other passion or your hobby or like essentially your passion right so um, i mean i i, I can see the, the like the people who work with me and stuff you know the, this time that they don't have with work is mostly spent you know just trying to cool down just you know diffuse go out with people have a social life um watch like watch movies play games you know just chill out or st- take that take that stress away which is essentially what i think anyone does in their free time outside free of time. like a hectic or stressful job so i think if if something is your passion that is one thing but i think it's also important that you really enjoy the passion that you're doing so if for me personally this this particular aspect has never been an issue because coming home after work the the automatic path for my for my body, for my mind to chill or to stress out to you know break the stress down is to just sit at a notebook and just start sketching and that is what my stress relief is and so i feel like if it if it if it is something that you're passionate about for you for example playing ultimate or like playing sports or something like that for so if you if it's something that you're so passionate about and it, and it gives you joy it is something that can break you from the monotony and kind of take your head headspace out of the stress at at the workplace so i feel 
there's there might be there might be a different path for you a different way to schedule your day for that but for me this is what has worked because i mean ever since school like this has been my break <laughs> like sketching has always been my way to get out of all the stress and like to get away from that so for me i just use all the time that i'm not at work kind of doing the thing that i like doing and i just like i mean it doesn't even need to be purposeful or like you know pointed towards something because especially in the in the if i'm in the middle of a work week like on a monday tuesday wednesday whatever i'm not going to be sitting and thinking of big concepts or like you know uh, larger than life whatever things for a big project or anything i'm just going to sit at a paper and just start sketching randomly it might just be what i'm seeing in front of me it might just be something that is just aesthetic and i like it's it might be anything like that but at the end of the day it's keeping your like keeping your hand moving and it's keeping your passion on like light lit up essentially and that's i think something very very important i think it's important to uh, measure your expectations and understand that every piece that you turn out in whatever your passion might be may not be like the biggest thing or the most impactful thing but it's important to keep at it so you don't lose touch or don't lose that habit so it's more important to keep doing or keep pursuing a passion rather than waiting for the big piece or the, you know the one piece that gives you you know maximum recognition yeah because at the end, at the end of the day such pieces are like are very rare to find right because if you are lucky in your in, in your entire world, like life of work you will probably have maybe three or four ones that are so impactful that like you are really really <clears throat> proud of them and they do influence a lot of people so that's very that's a very rare thing to happen but i'm saying essentially for people who want who are in day jobs and don't want to lose their passion the important thing is to just keep doing it without the expectations of creating something great but just to create and just leave it at that because at the end that, that means you're you're not getting out of touch you're still practicing and you're still polishing your skills and for and when the right project comes along you can use those polished skills into uh, like put them into that that's great that's great uh, just one last thing those uh, what kind of advice would you have for someone trying to find their passion hmm i mean it's a it's definitely a tough question uh, for sure uh, but i'd say um, something that's helped me is like like i said when i started illustration back in like when i was a, like a little kid it didn't i didn't started out with the prop with the purpose of seeing it through to a career or making it my passion it was just something i liked doing at the end of the day like after school i'd come home and i just wanted to get away from studies or whatever so i'd take up a book and start drawing whatever like cartoons or whatever i'd see and that's something that gave me internal joy and like it didn't it's not something i had to think about or put extra effort into it's just something that i knew was the thing i enjoyed doing so i i think if if it, if you are someone who is unsure or haven't really realized what your passion is just look at what you do when you are not stressed or when you are not doing things that are purpose towards like you know income or job or anything like that what do you do for fun and i think that's a very good place to start because what you do fun is essentially what your brain is asking for your mind is what your mind is asking for uh, aside from like the whatever rat race for money and all that so when you are in your free time and when you're relaxed what is it that you like to do and that's a good place to start it might like i know people who've 
who uh, who started off by saying yeah i don't really do anything in my free time i just watch movies or whatever but then you realize that if what you do like is watching movies then you probably have an understand better understanding and appreciation of them and maybe your passion might lie in that it might be that you want to be a film reviewer or a critic or you might want to start making films or things like that so i think anything that you do in your free time when you're when you're relaxed and what gives you internal joy is a good place to start from to go towards what you're realizing what your passion might be yeah i think i think that's that's great advice and i think it kind of resonates with what i'm leaning towards right so i read it somewhere that yeah the short short way of finding your passion just to keep following your curiosity right just yeah. keep doing yeah, things you're curious about and exactly. over time it will take you to the exact spot that you really want to be at exactly and i'd say today especially uh, i mean with the internet uh, where it is right now i think there's a lot more opportunities and a lot more kinds of passions open to people yep, like uh, for example like like a friend of mine just recently started um, like kind is time kind of started his journey towards making youtube his full time thing because now that's something you can do if 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 what you like doing is just talking about the things that you like like talking about movies that you like talking about books that you like you might be interested in starting a vlog or like a blog or something just put it out there and see how people react to it and maybe that's where your passion so there's so many different ways to for us to express the biggest example i see the biggest example i see yeah. over there is esports man we were scolded for yeah, playing yeah. video games <laughs> <People> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly that's a, see, that's a, that, yeah that's exactly that's exactly it if you if if you if what you love is playing video games maybe take a hand sometime on a weekend when you have some time try seeing what the process of creating a video game is and like you can start uh, from a very basic step and see where it develops into it might be your passion you never know so thank you first of all uh, it's great talking to you i think uh, yeah you too man i i think i got really good insights from your conversation and i think had a great journey and you try to accumulate as much knowledge from all phases of life and you know trying to go in that direction uh, so i think which is great i'm really inspiring thank you jose for spending time with us today yeah thank you adil for uh, for having this conversation for me i think i uh, i think i spent quite a, quite a, quite a bit of time reflecting on my past and might have uh, thrown up new things for me as well um, that's that's great to hear um, so just one more thing if listeners want to you know check out your work and know more about you we can they find out uh, reach reach you yeah sure so um, my name is i mean the name i go by is jos uh, and i think you can find um, i put out my work mostly on either instagram or behance but i think to a larger crowd and the common audience the more preferred platform would be instagram so you can just check me out at lines by jos that's l i n e s by j o s e Jose's story shows us that it is possible to follow your passion with a full-time hectic job. We just need to keep working on it. That's it for today folks. See you soon for the next episode of Curio Revelio.